I know uh, none of you are probably going to want to go into the sport of sled dog racing, but <laughs> I'll still tell you something about uh, the career I chose. Um, it's a very solo and individual um, lifestyle that I've chosen for myself. I don't work with a lot of people. Basically, I work with my dogs. They're my friends, uh, they're my family, and they're my co-workers. Um, I own 150 of them. <laughs> and, um, you know, people say, do you know their names? I know everything about them. I don't just know their names. I know uh, their parents, grandparents, great-grandparents. I know their individual personality, their special needs. They're all pet dogs in, a in a distance addition to uh, distance racing dogs. And um, I think the more time and the more love that you give to um, an animal, whatever type of animal, uh, the better the results are going to be, whether you want just a pet dog or a working animal. I feel that I've been very lucky. Um, at a very early age, I knew what I wanted to do, and I also had a natural ability in that. I did not know I wanted to be a professional sled dog racer, but my family lived in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and I always loved animals, and I always loved the wilderness. I felt very confined with city life, and as soon as I was old enough, I left. Um, when I was 19, I moved to Alaska. I started mushing dogs when I was 15 in Cambridge, and um, then moved on to Colorado, <laughs> trying it there, that still with no success, and finally moved to Alaska. Um, I didn't have any help in that my parents don't like animals, they don't really like the wilderness, no one in my family had any interest in um, the things that I wanted, but uh, I knew exactly where I was going and what I was doing, and I wanted to be a pioneer of sorts. When I moved to Alaska, there was no such thing as a professional dog musher. There were people who were racing sled dogs, but they, um, you know, it was as a hobby. And I wanted to make it a life endeavor. Um, so I moved at 19 um, out into the Wrangell Mountains. I was 50 miles from my nearest neighbor. Um, there was no roads, uh, nothing out there um, for six months other than uh, the friend I was with. I saw no other human, no sign of human life, no airplanes, no jets flying overhead, nothing. Just uh, the dogs I had taken out with me um, and uh, the wildlife out there. There are no books, or at least that in those days were no books on dog mushing. So I taught myself and the dogs taught me. And um, I started my first uh, competition in 78. Um, I'm currently living uh, 150 miles north of Fairbanks in um, a place we call Eureka. I have two neighbors, one seven miles away and one four. And um, I live in a 16 by 19 log cabin, no electricity or running water, and um, work with the dogs. Um, my goal was not just to win races. Um, I felt that you could win a race with the least tired team. Um, just as our modern day uh, marathoners now are crossing the finish line in amazing times, looking uh, very 
strong and fresh. Um, and additionally, in comparison to the runners coming in an hour behind them. And I felt the same thing could happen in dog sled racing, where through training, care, nutrition, uh, veterinary care, um, mental training of the dogs, I could have the best looking team that had not lost weight, weight over the two weeks of the race and um, who still felt as fresh as they did at the start win the, fin uh, win the Iditarod. And so it took me a number of years to build towards this. I lived alone with my dogs. Um, it meant a dedication all year round. Uh, I worked seven days a week, 12 to 16 hours a day. I do all the care of my dogs myself, the feeding, uh, watering, picking up after, everything. I do have to employ some people to care for the kennel in times like this when I'm away, but I feel that the hands-on training is what's most important. I also chose a career which I love, and so the hours may sound long, but I get up in the morning and I don't go, oh dear, I gotta go to work today. I go, great, I get to go out and train my dogs. So I'm very lucky. Um, serious training starts for me around the 15th of July of every year. My first race is not until December, and the Iditarod is not until March of each year. You need tunnel vision in order to reach the type of goals that I have. And I have many interests within the kennel um, and within my life that are outside of the Iditarod, but as March grows closer, my vision gets tighter and tighter, and finally I'm only thinking about the race, only thinking about the 16 dogs that I'm gonna be taking on the race and the trail that I'm gonna be traversing. And I have had to teach myself to not know the word quit. Uh, during the race, there are a lot of hardships that the musher has to endure. The toughest being the lack of sleep. I get approximately one hour of sleep a day for two weeks. And um, although I'm giving the dogs at least 12 hours of sleep a day, the problem is I'll mush them for approximately four hours and um, stop for four hours, during which time I have to cook for the dogs, um, take care of their feet, take care of all their needs, and uh, of course feeding them, and then it's usually time to go again. No time for rest with the musher. Um, I have run into some hardships prior to winning the race, uh, the toughest being after two second place finishes, uh, being the, uh, you know, chosen in the next year to be the probable winner. I went out in the lead of the race at night and was charged by a moose who killed two of my beloved dogs and uh, injured 13 others and I was forced to scratch. An old Indian friend of mine, a musher, um, helped me through the hard times saying, uh, there's many hard things in life, but there's only one sad thing, and that's giving up. And I certainly didn't do that, and um, the dogs certainly helped me through it too. I came back the next year to win the race in record time, and I've been winning since then. So um, I guess my parting words to you would be um, that my philosophy on life has been to work hard and to go full steam ahead. Um, I've always gone for the gusto. 
um, so that if I die tomorrow, I have no regrets. There are a lot of things that I want to do in life, but I don't regret a moment of my life, including the hard times, and probably um, particularly including the hard times. I think those are the growing times and uh, the learning times. And thank you all and good luck.